podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned in Three Questions in a Song. This is episode number 83. It's the podcast where the title says it all, except it doesn't because I change the rules all the time. Three Questions is not what's going to happen. We'll see how many we hit this time. With me tonight are Tim, Eric, and Chris of Shattered. What's up, gentlemen? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's up? <laughs> That's a recent faux pas that I keep doing. I'm on episode 500 and or no, 620, no, 633, I think is the next PA Rock show. And uh, this is 83. So I've been doing that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, it's stuck in my head right now. <laughs> so, um, I, when, when, when you sent me the track, Tim, I'm like, wow, that sounds so familiar. And I went and looked and I have a folder in my, in my archives. It's under, under shattered and it says, do not play yet. Guess what? <laughs> guess what's in it? <laughs> in my godless. It is. <laughs> and it was we dated were just waiting on word from God. Now we got that. Now you can, now you can play. It was September 24th. September something of 2021 is what the date is on the folder. <laughs> I think we wow. recorded that in September of uh, 2019, actually. It's been a while. This is the yeah. first song that we wrote with Chris. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. We'll get into that in a little bit, though. I got to hit you with some oddball questions. <laughs> okay. All right. So first, as a musician, where's the best pizza you've had because you are a musician? Wow. <laughs> That's pizza we had because we were a musician. Um, so, so maybe it showed up at rehearsal, or you were on a way to a show, or you're on your way home gonna, from a show. I'm going to go with I think it's called Ben Venuti's food truck at Helltown in Mount Pleasant uh, last year when we yeah. played acoustic there. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a pretty badass pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it is it a wood fired? No, it's just a, it was a just a food truck. Um, I'm not sure. It was a huge. Basically, they sold it by slices, and it was a huge slice. Yeah. So it was really good, though. Yeah, I had. I think I had it on my break. But yeah, I'm sure we've had pizza like like given to us, or we bought pizza other times. But like for some reason, that maybe that one stands out just because it was recently. Yeah, and it and it was pretty bomb. Shout out to like Helltown. Not only do they have good beer, but they always get really good food trucks. So whenever we play there, it's like. Bam! It's awesome. Like yeah. everything, they just get the best food trucks. There's just like an Indian food truck that they Blues, have there. Blues. Yeah, Blues is awesome. That's my favorite. The it's <clears throat> some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Not you know not just from a food truck, but just like hands down, some of the best food I've ever had. It's it's awesome. Yeah. See, here's the problem with the pizza question. I, I saw no. it, I saw it on your face when I said it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, the store, so I mean, like I've I've had so many good you know, slices of pizza in my day. The problem is normally by the time I'm eating pizza, I'm already damn near blackout drunk. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't remember where it came from. So it's kind of hard for me to pinpoint it, you know. I've had some really good, like, pizza in Pittsburgh, that's for sure. Carson Street's got some good pizza. I can't oh, tell you half the damn places anymore, but then. Oh, it, oh yeah. yeah, that one place on Carson <clears throat> 
We play, I remember we played with the sick puppies that one time. Oh, we yeah. Down there, and that's when Josh was blackout. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you get a piece. Of, if you get any food on East Carson Street, you're probably not going to remember. Because if you're eating that food, <laughs> probably two in the morning, and you've already been through the ringer, and you're not going to remember what you ate. So anything at that point is going to be the best thing you ever ate. Absolutely. The the last pe- last band I asked that question to told me the same thing, and I had to look it up afterwards. They said it's a really short name. It was like Rays or Clays or something like that. Ended with a Y and an apostrophe S. Like, and now I can't remember what it was, but I didn't eat it. So, <laughs> <laughs> although I did my my weekend at Rock for Life up at Island Community Community Park this weekend, I both days I had hot ash pizza. So. Wood fired off the truck. Oh man, um, wood fire pe- is words. I mean, that's good. That's the best. Oh yeah. It's it pepperoni Friday night, and then I decided I was going to try and avoid the heartburn when I got home, and I got the white pizza, and it didn't work. <laughs> I'm just. <a> <laughs> <old>. <laughs> Although I will say, and that this is not to toot my own horn, but I make a pretty good grill pizza on the grill, homemade. And I don't have to toot my own horn. Well. Our horn, horn, my fiance and I, we make a pretty good bomb pizza on the grill. It's homemade. Pretty awesome. I will expect that at practice next time. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to deliver. <laughs> um, I'm going to go early with this one. And I'm sure I've asked um, Tim and Eric this before, but who's your Dave Grohl? This is the official build the scene question. In other words, what musician do you want to go up on stage with and perform one of their originals? As far as, as far as local music goes? Anyone. Just anyone. <clears throat> Who do I want to go up on stage with? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be a, a band that's around right now? See, I did this in the wrong order. Let me ask a different question. <laughs> okay? You'll understand why in a second. Um, so you're leaving one of your shows and there's a DeLorean sitting there with its door open and a flux capacitor in the back and you can go anywhere in time. Where, what band are you going to go hang out with? Oh, man. See, now we have a DeLorean for Eric later. Cool. <laughs> uh, man, so many good bands. I love so much music. Oh, that's a tough question. Now see, I, I can knock both of these out of here. So if I'm going to hang out, with a band, if, I'm, if 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 it's like, hey, we're gonna hang out, we're gonna, just gonna do what they do. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Pantera, it's gonna be Dimebag, and Vinny and those guys because those guys knew how to party. So if I'm gonna party with a band, it's gonna be Pantera. Uh, if it comes to going up on stage with a musician, honestly, at this point, I'd have to say probably Corey Taylor of Slipknot or Stone Sour. I, I knew you were gonna say that. You, I knew of course you did. See. He's just he's been Corey specifically has been a massive influence for me since I was a teenager. And uh, so that Corey's still still my guy. So Corey Taylor for me would be the uh, musician I'd like to perform with. Yeah. I, hold on one second. I'm going to alter that question specifically for Chris. And who would you want to enter this squared circle with? Oh, oh, now see. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking musician, like in general. Well, well I mean, then it's got to be well, there's, Chris there's Jericho, one right? Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, gonna say it's gotta be jericho right but no it could be wrestler i mean i mean (laughs) i mean yeah it it, it probably would be jericho simply because he's one of my he's my one of my wrestling idols and he's also a musician so i mean 
to me, that would be killing two birds with one stone. So Jericho would probably be the uh, the politically correct answer. There's probably a few musicians out there personally that I don't like that I wouldn't mind getting in the ring with. But uh, well, that's <laughs> that's a story for another time. All right. <laughs> Tim Knoll's on the list. I'm getting the ring with Tim Knoll. <laughs> Ain't as good as I once was. <laughs> I think I think to hang out with a band, just to hang out with them, to go back in time, probably Motley Crue back in the early days, you know, because you would just get so. I mean, you'd be blackout drunk; you wouldn't remember any of it. Yeah, you'd be a lot of things. That would be the most fun to get up. When on I was stage a kid. With. I hung out with Motley Crue. What was that like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. To get up on stage with, I'd like to say Led Zeppelin back in their prime, but I don't think I'm a good enough musician to do that. So I'd probably say um, Alice in Chains before when Lane was alive. That, that explains why you needed the, the DeLorean. <laughs> I, I think mine would be to, to play with um, would probably be tool just because justin chancellor is probably like the most influential bass player for me um, so you want to replace him i don't want to replace him <laughs> i, I kind of just like i don't even really want to go up there and play i just like want to watch him like creepily like I'm i want to watch i want to watch him sleep <laughs> yeah. unless i want to pet him like this <laughs> but I, I will say to, to to hang out with and this is uh so I don't know if you guys have checked this out, but there is a there's a Netflix documentary out right now called On Woodstock '99. Yes, I did, watched that. It is insane. I literally I, stopped that watching that for this interview. So you're welcome. <laughs> I, if I could go back in time, I would have loved to have been on stage that the minute that Corn came out. It was insane. Like, and to look out and to have that kind of crowd at your hands, like. That would have been absolutely ridiculous. If I could go back in time and be on stage at any moment, it probably would have been that. Just to see that crowd at that time and been like, holy like shit. These people are here to see me. You know? Well, corn. I'm just here, you know, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I watched that. documentary. I went last week. Yeah, it was last week. I was working on a website late at night. And it needs something to keep me up. <laughs> I, I mean, like that was the whole concept and the idea of the show was amazing. And it just turned. I, I don't know what they thought was going to happen when he had that, those kind of bands and that many people, you know, blacked out drunk and doing drugs. Like this and is not, the and this not is letting like, them have water. They did, <laughs> right. They did it in 94, five years before that. Right. Yeah. And but that was, a, no, okay. that was, okay. listen, I they were charging $8 for a bottle of water sold out of it. And the water fountains were, they, figured out that the, they had listeria or something in the water so they had to shut the water off so yeah, there was right. no water <laughs> yeah wow it, it was it it was a giant sorry I, I ruined like... that for you you're probably not there yet spoiler <laughs> <laughs> i've done enough reading on it so i know i know i know quite a bit about it but i'm, I'm just enjoying this documentary so oh yeah that that's i mean i'm, I'm just enjoying it too there was there was that comment where they, they kept they put a lot of blame on like Fred Durst for that because when they were playing, like he could have like dialed them back, and instead he was just like he did the complete opposite. <laughs> I, I, there's a piece like a piece of plywood at some point 
that's out in yeah. the crowd and he's crowd surfing on the plywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually watched that live at my cousin's house. There was a whatever whatever pay-per-view you could buy it on at the time, we bought it. And uh I just remember watching uh Limp Bizkit's performance and just being like, Holy shit. Yeah. I wasn't a huge Limp Bizkit fan, but that was a I mean, that was they could have put oh, on a hell of a show. It's an incredible performance. It really is. Yeah. All things considered. And yeah. like a lot of people did put the blame on him, but can you really blame him? He's in front of all those people who were into what he was doing. Right. Yeah. I think it was more along the lines of what Tim said. It's like he probably could have made the situation at least a little bit better, but he didn't even try. <laughs> he just took it the opposite direction. Well, I mean, when you put the trust in, like, Fred Durst, like, come on, what are you doing? It's Fred Durst. You know, you know, yeah. It's your it's... You're the blame. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. If <laughs> there's a catastrophic oh. event and it wipes out almost all the humans on Earth, and it takes all but one song from every band. So there's only one song from every band in history that still exists. And there's just a handful of humans. Which shattered song should survive and help repopulate the earth? Oh. Wow, that's a that's a deep one. <laughs> uh, I only have two on recording, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to and, and I don't think either one of those two would be uh appropriate for rebuilding society so i'm gonna let these guys answer this one <laughs> yeah we don't have a whole lot of uh, uh i don't know positive songs. uplifting <laughs> no, i mean uplifting. It, it could have a driving beat <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean i don't know Reckon- i would say the song we're gonna play on the show in my godless only because it's it's to me it's the one song we wrote that it's like i know like <laughs> I know I, that kind of probably sounds like it has the opposite effect. Like, am I godless? Like, no hope. Like, why would you es- want to? Be- <laughs> especially when he asks me later on what the song is about. Yeah, it's going to sound real hopeful to society at that point. <laughs> oh, is, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim's going to use words on that one. You're going to need to rebuild stuff, and you're going to get you're need to going to get motivated and pumped up, and that song will pump you up and like psych you up to get out there and start hammering and you know pounding nails. You know. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we need to put it back to back. Okay, Chris, so what is Am I Godless about? <laughs> Am I Godless? Am I Godless was the very first song I wrote with these guys when I joined the band. Actually, I think it might have been – was it the very first song we wrote? It was. It was yeah, the very yeah, first one, right? Yeah. yeah we, we, we were writing another song at the same time, and then we kind of scrapped that one. Yeah, and just kind of continued. So Am I Godless has a very deep meaning uh, for me, lyrically speaking, because uh, for a long time – uh, you know, as an entertainer, as wrestler, being on the road a lot. And uh, I, I lived a very, very, very reckless lifestyle for a very long time. And I mean, it's not just, oh, wow, it was, you know, oh, she's just out there drinking and having a good time. It was, it was genuinely a very reckless lifestyle. I mean, you name it, I did it. You know, uppers, downers, twisters, turners, booze, drugs, LSD, shrooms, cocaine, Muscle relaxers, painkillers. At any given moment, at any given time, uh, there was a chemical cocktail in me that could have probably just killed me immediately. And I lived that lifestyle for quite a long time. And um, it wasn't until about 2015 when I met uh, my now wife uh, that I I decided that 
a lifestyle like that needed to change. I had I had taken uh, half a year or so up in uh, New York City to uh, to work for my buddy's turfing company, um, and I took that time to get away and just kind of start to kind of uh, you know get myself right uh, mentally and physically. And um, so, am I godless? Is basically uh, numerous experiences from that lifestyle of where you're finally hitting that rock bottom. You're finally at that point in your life where shit is so out of control and just you are literally questioning everything. I, I remember uh, specifically, uh, it was actually, uh, let's see, 2013 or 14 um, Thanksgiving. And uh, I had just been, I had basically drank for like 72 straight hours. And I, like three days straight, just drinking. And then I had cocaine. I had I had shrooms. I had muscle relaxers. I had painkillers. And I was just doing everything. I was just in my place, just getting completely bombed. And it was very weird because it was, it was around this time that I had this weird, after about three days of this, I was, uh, I had a very clear moment while completely blitzed on all kinds of shit <laughs> where I actually had my own sort of an intervention in the mirror uh, of basically saying, Hey, listen, if you don't change this, you're going to die. And, and am I godless kind of comes out of that type of uh, that type of situation where not only are you beginning to realize how out of control your life truly is, but you're beginning to question everything. You're, you're, you're questioning existence. You're questioning your existence. You're questioning, uh, as you can imagine, when you're in that situation, all kinds of weird things are going on inside your mind. So, of course, you start to question existence as it's in itself. You question uh, whether there is or is not a God. And you're questioning all the things that you're doing and all the things that you're doing to yourself and the people that you love. And am I godless just is basically that ultimate crossroads where it's like it's time to figure out what the hell's going on and fix it because you're completely out of control and if you don't if you don't go you know in the right direction you're you're not going to be here and that's that's basically it it's like questioning everything you know am i this just shell of a man this godless heathen of just you know recklessness and uh, that's kind of what i like all this is about <laughs> What's that? So, spoiler alert: He is a godless heathen. Oh, well, I mean, I'm I'm agnostic. I'm not. I'm open to the idea of there being a god. I'm just not completely convinced by it. Um, it kind of went along the the question more than you think it did. <laughs> you know, you you went from from pretty bad place and worked your way out of it, which is what's got to happen there, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, there, it wasn't a matter of, you know, Hey, you know, we can keep doing this a little longer. It was, yeah, if you don't, if you don't rectify this, uh, they're going to be doing a, a wrestling memorial show for you within the next year. So I can, I can still go out there and have a good time now in terms of uh, have some drinks at shows or what have you, but I have been able, I've learned to, uh, to curb, uh, you know, those vices and, uh, I've actually learned how to control my demons, which is kind of scary. But, uh, but I, I know the lengths and I know the, I know the places I can go and I know the places that I can't go and I know when to stop. Some nights, 
there's a couple nights where I might have fallen asleep on Eric's living room floor, but that's here or there. <laughs> I do that all summer, but that's because I'm up all night doing websites and photos. <laughs> Completely different reason. <laughs> um, Saturday, I left Rock for Life. I came home. I edited one photo, uploaded it. Uh, you probably saw it today because it was in the middle of a controversy. It's one of Alicia standing next to Tim Connell. No, oh, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't see uh, that. Right. What was the controversy? Oh, I'll tell you off the air because I'm not adding okay. to it. <laughs> um, okay. It's a great picture. Tim from Fat Lips, Fat Lip Productions is standing there with a smile on his face wearing a t-shirt. And Alicia and her family bought her. It says, um, basically, you can either you can either um, live your whole life as a musician and die or live long enough to become a sound tech. <laughs> to become oh, a what? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Become a sound tech. Oh, you did Jesus. see that? Did no, you? I missed that. Yeah, I did see that. Um, anyway, it's a great picture of those two. It's getting a lot of positive comments now, but not earlier. Um, oh, okay. I'll fill you in later. Um, I don't even remember where that came up from. Oh, the pictures. So I got that one edited specifically because Tim said, could you please post it and tag me? And so I was, I got, I did that and I started opening the rest of the files off my camera and I fell asleep, woke up at 5 a.m. and did them then. (laughs) (laughs) In my defense, at that point I had done Thursday night. I was up until 3 a.m. working on a website. Then, you know, Friday night I was up until about 3 a.m. doing photos and then I spent 2 p.m. to to 12:30 out in the middle of a field. <laughs> busy man, dude. So, yeah, seriously. But that's I, cool, man. You're one of the few ones that's doing doing this in the local scene. So I we all appreciate it because that's that's awesome. Like, you know, need, we need more promotion for local bands. You know, so I, a lot of good local bands. It, you can trace. In 1996, I designed Hybrid's website, which is the band that slowly morphed into After the Fall. <laughs> that's that's where it all started. But so I've been at wow. this. Wow, let's see, 96 to 2022. Um, for wow, 26 years. 26 years. So I'm 46. <laughs> well, I'll be 46. Uh, yeah. so I've been doing it well over half my life. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's weird. We've we've talked about it too. Like off, it, it just I, I've never been able to figure out why the Pittsburgh music scene is the way it is. I've I've never been able to figure it out because I would think that it would be really going strong. There'd be a lot of places to play for local bands, and there's just it's just never been that way. And Pittsburgh's always had it's always had a really good population of people. You know what I mean? It's 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 been attracting a younger crowd now. So you would think it would kind of gravitate for that, and people would want to people would want to hear you know good live music, local music, and it's just never been like that. And I've never been able to pinpoint why or figure out quite why. But you know, I mean, part of it is just, there's nowhere to play. But why? Why is there nowhere to play? Why of, is there nowhere venues? There's you know? so many good bands out there, and it just doesn't seem like there's a lot that there's enough of those bands that really get you know, popular basically, you know? Yeah. So 
Well, I'm going to go cliched here for a moment, but a lot of it is that Pittsburghers don't like to cross bridges, and there are a bazillion of them in that city. (laughs) (laughs) They don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's as simple as that. (laughs) People don't want to just go out and actually do it and watch it. Uh, COVID didn't do, do any favors, that's for sure. No, but I mean, I think this has kind of been going on since, you know, we were in our mid 20s, early 20s. Oh, absolutely. It's never really been uh, great. It's even lost local, I mean, national bands coming through because they just don't draw big crowds, you know, and I just, I never was able to figure out why, but it's never, it's never been like that. Like, I felt like even in 2018, when I joined you guys, um, I feel like we were on quite a roll for a little while. And Mm -hmm. then once COVID hit, it just like, you know. Just hit that wall. We haven't really been able to recover. Well, there were definitely venues that have closed and have had to scale back because of COVID. Um, and you know, there's like Black Forge, who had Black Forge and Black Forge Two, but now she just has Black Forge Two. Um, you know, and then you have weird things like um, what happened at. Um, I don't remember its new name, but what used to be the Rex Theater recently, we won't go into any details on that, but they're currently shut down. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just weird. <laughs> it is. It is. And I mean, that's what's great about the Rock for Life, you know, too, is, I mean, obviously it's a great, it's a great cause and what they do is phenomenal and amazing. And, but it, you know, on top of all of the charitable work that they do, it's, it's it's a great way to showcase these local bands to, to large crowd of people that are just there to like, you know, have fun and listen to good music and do it for a good cause. You know what I mean? And they do a great job of like rotating bands in and bringing new acts in and, you know, exposing people to new musicians around in the area. It's just really phenomenal really what they do. I like how they have such a wide variety. Yeah. Of, yeah. Too. You, know, yeah. you can see an acoustic band there and you could see a, a, a metal band, you know, in, yeah. in between. I think it's, it's awesome. You yeah. Got bands that are in. I saw, I saw two country bands there this week. Oh, really? wow. <laughs> yeah. Country. One, one of them was Terry Lee Spencer. Too. I don't know if he counts. Hey, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I mean, he's playing country. He actually played a double set. He played half country and then played some of his old rock stuff and then came back to country. That's oh, that's cool. cool. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, he was in that morphing from hybrid to after the fall. He was in there doing Super Zero. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Rock for Life kind of like a, our own little, like, Mini local Woodstock. It's such a good. It time. really is. Yeah, yeah, it really kind of is. If you think, you about know, it. you got two days of awesome, like awesome music, and just like everybody there, like from 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 fans to bands to the staff to 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 you know the people that you know started it, like you know Matt and Summer and and uh, John Lane and those folks. Like everyone's just so cool. <laughs> like it's just like it really does feel like everyone's just there for a great cause. And I just, I, it's, it is, it is literally, it's like waking up every year for like, you know, whether you're doing uh, rock for life or gigaroo or, or Rocktoberfest, like it's kind of like waking up on Christmas morning. It's awesome. There was, like, it's, Matt, I mean, it's funny that you use that phrase because I typed that Friday morning of gigaroo and asked, I, if, if you go back and look at my timeline, it says, is it Christmas morning? I feel like it's right. Christmas morning. <laughs> <laughs> what it feels like, you know? Yeah. 
it's just such a good time and everyone's there for the right reasons. And I, I mean, I'm sure there's been occasional things here and there that have happened, but I mean, I've always had an amazing time. Never, never had a problem with anybody. And it's just wonderful. I can't say enough about it. I, I think Matt was the one who put a sign on the back and it was, it was like, I saw it and I was like, yes, it was said, no race, no politics, just music. And I was like, yeah, thank Yes. Just, yes. All of that. So this year, um, Saturday night's headliner couldn't play because their bass player was sick. So big house Pete played a two hour set, except, yeah. except Mike Pallone from scale, who was supposed to play joined them for about half of it. Nice. So Mike Pallone and Paul, Peterson were on the same stage. I don't know if you guys have taken the time to watch either of them play their guitars. Fantastic. Yeah. It was, it was actually like, I, I had to uh, piece together pictures at the end. Like what I mean by that is usually I have so many great pictures that I have to go, Oh man, I just have to stop editing. But with their portion of the set, I put some out that I normally wouldn't have because I stopped taking pictures because I was paying attention yeah. to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds terrible. I usually take a bunch of pictures and then go sit and watch and listen. But I actually ended up standing in the crowd and I was like, Oh, I forgot to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both phenomenal. And they, they started like Paul would play something and then point at Mike and Mike would play it more like in a metal vein, but you could tell it was the same thing. It was really cool. Nice. Yeah. But, so if we we can turn the tables on you, what would be your band that you could go back in time and hang out with? I don't know what it's going to be. Um, don't say kiss. Eric knows he's going to be. That was the first one that came into my mind, but I actually did talk to Gene Simmons, so we'll eliminate that one. Um, man, my how the team term tables have turned. I <laughs> definitely not the Beatles and not because I don't respect them for what they did, but I just, I, I don't really get into much of what they did. <laughs> <laughs> I really, your thing. I mean, I understand like without them, we wouldn't be where we are, but not my thing. Um, man, maybe Aerosmith. That's it. I think that would be a. That's cool. Before they did, before they were featured on their own song with Run DMC. <laughs> before Run DMC. Yeah, and not you know, I, I I've said this on one of my shows before, you know, Aerosmith was on their way out. Run Run DMC saved them there. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and, yeah. They definitely uh, reignited the uh, the. The popularity for sure but and i i love aerosmith um and now i'm gonna say something that's gonna sound like i don't worst concert i ever went to was an aerosmith concert <laughs> but, what happened um, well i've told it on on the show so i'll do a quick version um they were dual headlining with kiss and they were alternating each night who the headliner was but they were playing the same length as um sets so you have Kiss with their flames and their their breathing fire and spitting blood and throwing swords and and then um, Aerosmith came out on a set that looked like Bourbon Street and was playing their Honky on Bobo songs and it was just it was a bad mix and then 
I think Steven Tyler must have been sick because oh. Joe Perry was singing a lot of the leads. And they cut it really short. They might have played 40 minutes that night. Oh, wow. And I was just like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I would 100% go see them again. Yeah. Because I know what they're capable of. <laughs> yeah. That's like I went to see SDP once when Scott Weiland was sober. And I was like, oh, this is good. And then I saw him when he was messed up, and I'm like, way better. <laughs> I, don't, I don't promote any of that, but <laughs> definitely difference. Um, this might be – are you guys familiar with the band Cage? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we played right. with them a couple times back in the day. Yeah. Did yeah. you play with them with Wally or with Brian? Uh, with Wally. Singing. Okay. With Wally, so Brian yeah. was the singer before Wally. And um, he met Scott Weiland at the airport. And he's like, Bill, you're not going to believe it. He was drinking milk while sitting at the bar. <laughs> wasn't, that the, wasn't that the band that we listened to on the way to Giggory this year? Was that the band you had on, Tim? No, it was... I was we were listening to Thumb on the way. Oh, there. Thumb, oh, that's yeah. it. Okay. We band band from Germany. Germany. Yeah. Cage was like a local band. It was really, really good. Really good. Okay. Um, their singer, when we played with him, Wally, he's the singer of Scale now. Yeah. Okay. Was he? There was he, a singer was, of Scale, yeah, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Passed, what was that? About a year ago. I it was uh, last October. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I do remember seeing that now. Okay. Yeah, but they were one of my favorite local bands. They were really good, really tight. Really like playing with them. Damn, yeah. um, Brian was the very first Pennsylvania rock show. Brian was here. Um, I didn't know it was going to be a rock show. <laughs> we, I, I took over a streaming radio station so the guy could take a virus off his computer, and he and I streamed live. And when we got done, he was like, "That was fun. Let's do it next week." And he showed up with the <laughs> mixer, and that was number two. And now we're on six hundred and thirty something. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And anytime my wife complains, I'm like, call Brian. It's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a moment and listen to Am I Godless before I forget, because we've talked a lot <laughs> after he explained it. Um, and we will be right back.
that was Am I Godless by Shattered, who are hanging out with me this evening. Um, if you were not paying attention, you missed a lot, and we're just going to keep going, and you're going to have to go back and listen. Um, it is it is Memorex. It'll be on the website forever and a day. <laughs> um, plus, it forces you to get me more hits. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you're a musician and you're listening to the show for the first time, I will mention that buildtoscene.com gets about 300,000 hits a month and about 39,000 unique IP addresses, which means basically about 39,000 different people are coming to the show or coming to the website each each month and they're doing it a lot or I wouldn't have 300,000 hits. <laughs> so get heard. <laughs> Get out there. Um, this could be. <clears throat> I want to hear about an embarrassing moment that's happened on stage for you guys, but you can't tell me about something that you did. You have to tell me something somebody else in the band did, whether they're here tonight or not. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on this real quick, and right. this is this goes back to the night before Gigaroo. And Tim, I'm gonna put you on the spot. All right, so we got. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, this yeah. is the most embarrassing thing. Oh no, 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 no! Oh, you did on, it. Man. You you did it to me. All right, I deserve <laughs> to tell this story. Where am I pointing at? Where am I pointing at? There's my camera. Yeah. No, you know exactly what you did to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so here we are. He's going into promo mode. Give him a moment. Right. Uh, with, the, with the wicked googly, the night uh, before, yeah. the night before Gigaroo, right? <laughs> All right. Now I'm standing there. We're in the middle of a song. All right. And all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, your, your nostrils curl up a little bit, right? Like, what? What the? F- what is that? What is that? Thank you. What just died up here right now? So I look behind me. Now this stage is not very big. So Tim is directly behind me, right? And I look back, and Tim just looks at me, and he just goes, so. <laughs> you crop dusting son of a bitch you and he just oh it was i won't say it's necessarily you know uh, it's it might be a little embarrassing for him now but uh, it, that happened to him but it happened to me because i had to eat that on stage <laughs> while trying to perform there's a lot of different ways i performed and i've been under a lot of different conditions performing that might have been the hardest i've ever had to hold it together i don't know what you <laughs> ate but it died in you <laughs> my bad I still, feel, I still carry that guilt with me to this day <laughs> did anyone come up to you after the show and ask about it no I questioned him about it but <laughs> I, I, I think I might have been I don't know I don't know if I was the only one that noticed it or not but I mean it was like he, he was just like basically dry humping me and then just crop dusting at the same time that's how close we were <laughs> my bad <laughs> Why we love you, Tim. You're good. <laughs> Moments like that. I I try to think of an embarrassing story I remember. I mean, I know all of my embarrassing stories that I've had, <laughs> um, and, and there are plenty of them. Um, well, a couple years ago, at Gigaroo Rock for Life or something that you were, you were you were like standing over on my side of the stage because you were usually on the other side. You you ran over to my side of the stage and you're you're just going at it, rocking out. Meanwhile, no sound at all. And his ba- his 
his cable for his base is like dangling behind him, like not even plugged into the, the amp. <laughs> this is the this has become the what's the most embarrassing moment somebody might have had on stage to just a Tim roast. It's just it's just, it's just become roasting Tim. <laughs> there was one time back way back. Uh, this is years ago. We we were playing Cafe Supreme, and I was really 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 drunk. And we were supposed to be playing Transparent. I literally played the entire wrong song for four minutes. <laughs> nobody stopped me. Nobody questioned me. Nothing. And I look after. I remember, like afterwards, like looking at everybody. I'm like, I thought we were playing Transparent, and they were like, well, whatever song it was. And I was like, oh, like I, and nobody said anything to me. Everybody just played it cool, like nothing was going on. <laughs> it's happened to the best of us, Tim. <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I, I can't think of like any embarrassing stories. I mean, us as a band, we've had some embarrassing stories. Like there have been times when we like we were kind of like didn't know what to do on stage. So we kind of did what we call a huddle, and we all got in the middle and we're like, all right, guys, oh, the band what, do we, what do we do from yeah. here? All right. <laughs> ten, ten years ago, we had to we had to put a put a ban on band huddles. Yeah. <laughs> we did have that. We did have that one at the 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 casino the one night. Because it was, you know, normally when we do, you know, a full night gig, you know, by the end of the night, we're just playing the stuff we want to play. You know, that's where we start bringing out like Seven Dust and the Slipknot and stuff like that. But unbeknownst, unbeknownst to us, we're at this, we're on our second set of this casino gig. And we didn't know that down in the actual casino itself, you could actually hear the band performing over the speakers or something. Mm. So... <laughs> There ended up being like, you know, this uh, bachelorette party of like 25 girls that came upstairs. And all of a sudden, we've got all these people like dancing and having a good time. And we want to keep that going, obviously. So we're like, okay, we got our like, we got all our metal and stuff coming up. Like, they're not going to stay here and, and continue to dance. So. <laughs> We end our one song and Tim goes, guys, 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 huddle up, huddle up. <laughs> so we're on stage huddled up and Tim's like, we have women what? dancing. He goes, he goes, this never happens to us. And I'm like, what, Tim? He goes, you know, girls dancing. <laughs> he goes, we got to keep it going. So we kind of, we kind of came up with an audible kind of final few songs that kept everybody going. But that's, that's still one of the, the greatest Tim, one of the greatest Tim quotes. Guys, this never happens to us. What, Tim? You know, girls dancing. <laughs> I, I have a uh, a casino live story for you about a local band that has been told on. I can't remember which show. Three questions I saw on PA Rock show. So whatever Blackridge was on last. <laughs> um, they recently played at the casino, and um. You know, they approached him afterwards and asked him about coming back and doing some more dates, but they told them that Paul had to keep his shoes and his shirt on for that to happen. <laughs> nice. And I was telling there was no after that. We're not coming back. My, I, I was telling that story to I think it was John Lane over at, at Rock for Life. As Blackridge was on the stage and Paul started taking the shirt off while I was telling the story. I was like, see? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to conform to your society, man. <laughs> um, speaking of him, he shaved his mustache off this weekend. Wow. Yeah, the big curly 
Yeah. Uh, he, he put a bucket up on the stage Friday night and said, if there's $500 in this by the end of Saturday, I'm shaving, I'll shave my beard or shave my mustache. Uh, I'm not Son sure of a gun, he, you did it. You did. I'm not sure if he still does it, but like he, but every rock for life, he used to come, come on the stage dressed as like some kind of large fruit. Or something <laughs> like that. I think he was dressed up as like a like a. He was a grape ape yeah, grape, with the balloons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. a banana one year. Yeah. He wore a bride's yeah. dress. Um, this yeah. year he wore, uh, it was a really really colorful suit coat. I couldn't tell what was on it, but he, he said someone I can't remember who he said, but somebody that was he, they bought it in Nashville. It was on a discount rack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But um, let me give you one more of my oddball type questions, and then we'll round out the night, and I'll let you guys go. Um, which give me a little bit of a break between now and interviewing Aqua D at nine o'clock. <laughs> um, if <laughs> which coincidentally, Matthew Morton that I asked you about earlier used to be in Aqua D except they were called Aqua Dimension then. But anyway, <laughs> um, Kiss has played um, in the ocean to sharks. They were on the back of a boat, with, and there was a um, white shark, shark touring company baiting the area, so there were sharks out there. And uh, Metallica has played in Antarctica. What non-traditional place would you like to play? Egypt. Pyramids. Pyramids of the Geek. Pyramids of Giza. Like, awesome he was answer. like, That's, it's I like he was, he was thinking about this for a while. Like he had that. Right it's like away. he did yeah. his homework and listened to some shows. I, it's like, I heard him ask this one. I, I, <laughs> I, I have always had a love and obsession with ancient Egypt. And to me, it's just one of the most fascinating places on earth. So if you told me, hey, you could do one show anywhere in the world, like that, that'd be it. Pyramids. Maybe you're in front of the Sphinx or something. <laughs> Mine is pretty basic. Uh, it's nothing unusual, but I, if I could, if I had a choice of anywhere I could play in the world, I would play a show at Red Rock Amphitheater one day. That is the most beautiful concert venue I've ever. I've been there, and it is. It's amazing. I I would perform there if I could give it a choice. I would perform there. The Colorado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was actually talking to my coworker that used to live out there today about Red Rocks, about you know that she's been there. Yeah, you know, I've never. I would that would probably be the one place that I would like to attend a concert at. Yeah, I might actually second Chris with the pyramids there. That's a that's a damn good answer. Yeah, it'd be. That's that's always been like I don't know if I ever had that like goofy like music dream of doing like a concert in front of like a whole bunch of people. Be right there, Tim. You better get your passport. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I, you know, back to the the Red Rock. I, I have a funny story about that. So when I when I was there, I wanted to see Red Rock. I wanted to go to see the Red Rock Amphitheater. I just wanted to see a show there. And so the weekend I was there, I'm like, I don't care who's playing. I'm just gonna go. So I went and I bought tickets to. I, I never heard. I didn't hear. I've never heard of them at that time. Dead Mouse. Have you ever okay. Heard of Dead Mouse? Yeah. Dead Mouse. Yeah. Never heard of him before that. I was like, who the heck is D-A-M-A-U-S? Ma? I don't know. Yeah. I was like, who the heck is like, Screw it. I'm going to buy tickets. Bill and I went. And we get there, and I'm like, 
what did I just get myself into? <laughs> like, everybody's like tripping did you, balls. Did you man. get your glow Ooh, sticks? I'm like, I'm, the one there. I'm like, what is, you know, and this giant mouse head comes out. And I'm like, what is going on, man? But it, it was awesome. You know, I was at the venue. I got to see it, but I'd love to go back and see it for like a band that I really like and into, but it was an experience to see that. So, so you were the only one not tripping and you thought you were tripping. <laughs> oh, you, you could have gotten high just from sitting there. Like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't have to like partake in it. So what you're telling <laughs> us is you got really high. <laughs> if work's not listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So last two questions. The first one, I'm going to cheat and put at least one of them up on the screen. But uh, where can you guys be found online? Well, if I'm reading this correctly, it's uh, www.facebook.com backslash shattered rocks. We're also on uh, Spotify and we actually now have our own Spotify. Um, Funny stories. Before we used to share a Spotify with another band called Shattered, uh, which is very death metal. Um, so we would have people like check us out on there and be like, are you guys that band? <laughs> like, we're like, no, 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 no. But they're very eco. They're, they're an eco-friendly death metal band. Yeah. Eco-friendly death metal band. They, <laughs> they're a death metal band and that supports climate change. So, they drive a Prius. They do. They drive a Prius. <laughs> so, but we have our own Spotify now. Uh, we've got that rectified. So now you can find us on Spotify as well, as well as Facebook. And lastly, what do you guys have coming up? Um, I don't think we have anything as far as full band shows right now. We're, we recently wrote about five new songs, and we're going to go record them pretty soon. Um, I think we played almost all of them at, at Gigaroo last month. Um, so we're going to go into the studio pretty soon. We have some acoustic gigs um, August 20th. We're right here in Latrobe, uh, the Banana Split Festival. And then later at night, we're at uh, Helltown, Houston, and then August 27th, uh, acoustic at Helltown Export. I just thought of something that I need to do. Give me just a moment. Um, Those of you that are watching the video, bear with me. It'll make sense when it happens. (laughs) Everything will make sense. As long as I didn't delete it. Where'd it go? I love that, like, Ev's in that little corner there, the picture of him. So he's, like, with us yeah. in spirit. <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> he's just been strumming his guitar the whole time. Yeah. He hasn't said a word. Come on. Yeah. He's so stuck <laughs> up. You can see a side gluteus maximus of mine there, too. You can see my uh, side butt profile. <laughs> it's a little side boob, too. There it is. <laughs> That's my bicep, Tim, you perv. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if this works. Hi, <laughs> there he is. So this is this month's Artistic Platforms magazine. And uh, in this section, that it's the whole magazine is about First Angel Media. So they did like mini magazines. And on the left there is Wally from Skell. That was my cover page of what would have been my magazine. And then the very first page that they start talking about me picture of Chris with his Fozzie shirt. Oh, shucks. Look at that guy. Look at that handsome feller. Look at that handsome fella all sweaty and damp. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ladies, he's taken. <laughs> I am a married man, ladies. Don't let my dampness turn you on too hard. <laughs> I'm so moist up there. <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> yeah, that, that stage is hot. I was so glad that we were on at 8 o'clock this year because, oh, my goodness, it was still warm, but it wasn't nearly as bad as, like, the 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. slots. Those slots are tough. Yeah. Back in the day, I used to go up there and take pictures of the, the crowd over everybody's shoulders. And now I run up there, I take, I hold in my button, my shutter button, and let it take like 20 quick pictures of the drummer, and then I leave. And out I go. <laughs> I am not cut out for that anymore. <laughs> it is, that is, that stage is positioned, that perfect spot on a nice sunny day where if you're at like the four, five, six, seven o'clock spot, that sun is just there. Yeah. Hey okay, guys, I want to thank you for hanging out with me. Absolutely, thank you. Absolutely, yeah, thanks for having, having us. us. And uh, hang out for one moment. Uh, those of you that are watching the video, whether it's live or you're watching it l- later, make sure you go to buildthescene.com. Um, there are, I don't even know how many episodes available there at this point, but uh, if you hover over podcast, the Pennsylvania Rock Show is there, Three Questions and a Song is listed there, Friendly Fire is listed there, which you can watch the videos from those, but those are actually live events on XRP radio. Um, the build the scene radio station is now front and center. You'll find it right. First thing is when you go to the website, which is 24 hour, 24 hour, seven days a week, 365 days of unsigned and independent music. Um, so go listen to it. with that said i will catch you on the first with matthew morton um we're gonna play one of his solo songs we're also gonna play a merrick string song as long as they are both finished by then (laughs) and uh we'll catch you next time This episode of Three Questions of a Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.